0: Day, the Morning Drive, FM 963 and AM 620, WVMT.
1: Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody Curtin Anthony here. And now joining us online in our the segment we do every month on State Police um, is Deb Captain Deb Munson. Good morning. Good morning, sir. And so let's start out, uh, if you would, uh, telling us a little bit about your history. I know that you were just newly promoted to the commander of of special operations. So uh, just walk us through for a minute, though, about your history in getting involved with the state police and getting to the the position that you are in now.
2: Sure. I joined state police back in 2011, and uh, when I first started, I was assigned up at the Derby Barracks. Uh, I stayed at the Derby Barracks for the majority of my career. Uh, I only left it to uh, transfer over to the detective division down in St. Johnsbury for just a few months before I was promoted to sergeant back up in, in the Derby barracks, uh, where I was a patrol commander. I stayed there, again, doing that for about five years, uh, and then I was promoted to the station commander position up in Derby. Uh, I did that for in Derby for almost two years before I got transferred over to the Williston barracks. Uh, where I was the station Commander in Williston for about a year a uh, little bit over a year, uh, and then I was just promoted again to the current position I'm in now with special ops
1: all right and Captain Munson, if you can just tell us we know some about this, but in regard to special operations, what does what all does that
2: encompass? It encompasses a whole lot actually I'm <laughs> it's, sure it uh, does it uh it touches almost every single piece of of the state police and what we do. Um, so what it, what it encompasses is all of our special teams. So anything, any specialty uh, that our police officers are involved in, our troopers are involved in, um, comes through the special ops uh, in the form of our special teams. So uh, like our crime scene search team, our tactical unit, our uh, underwater recovery team, um, our crash reconstruction team, they, they are a big part of the special operations unit. Um, our drug uh, recognition experts they are in uh, all in our our unit uh, our rec enforcement, so all of our boating our marine division there are uh, they fall under this um, any specialty that you will see pretty much that is outside of the field force division uh, or our field force um, uniform troopers our BCI detectives uh, and our training division anything else is falls under special ops. Uh, that's where they, they even,
0: fall under. even the, even the recreation, uh, the, the boating is, is, uh, is special ops. Yes, correct. So I have to tell you, I, um, I, I came in, uh, close contact with some folks and I am incredibly impressed. I talked about this on the radio. Uh, I, I'm from Middlebury. I was actually in the, the building, uh, adjacent to the active shooting situation. Um, Last uh, two weeks ago, and um, so that the when the state police got there uh, and kind of pulled it all together, uh, that that those were your folks.
2: Yes, yes, they were.
0: I'm 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 incredibly impressed. And can you just talk a little bit about how that? Say we'll use that uh, that situation as how how does that unfold? I mean, we know from a local perspective. Obviously, they had called the local police, but. When, at what point do, do, does the Vermont State Police and then Special Ops get involved?
2: As immediately as possible. So with a situation such as, such as that, many of our local agencies don't have the resources uh, to make sure that everyone is safe during that situation, uh, or as safe as possible, I should say. Um, so with uh, a police department such as Middlebury, where they only have a couple folks on duty, it's impossible for them to handle that situation without some help. Um, and fortunately, the state police have the resources to, to come and help. And not only do we have the numbers, um, we have the training that, that we can come in and, and help to mitigate that situation as safely and quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. So, as immediately as possible um, after that call comes in, typically the local PD will, will call almost immediately, and, and ask for assistance uh, from the state police. And then depending on what that situation is, uh, the state police will decide what special team or what assets are needed for the situation. And typically, if it's during business hours, those calls typically come through me, um, depending on what the situation is. Um, and some, or sometimes if it's in the most immediate need, sometimes the, the, local, the local chain of command will start, start that uh, ball rolling um, and then, get a hold of me, and let me know what's going on and what other assets and resources that we need
0: because we did notice you know as as time kind of progressed some 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 different vehicles showed up and and some stuff that most people I don't think realize that the the state police uh even had um, but when in need, they come rolling in
2: yes absolutely and and that's something that we we focus on every day is is how to keep up with technology, how to keep up with the times, um, how to get ahead of some of these situations um, before before we're way behind on the eight ball and, and someone's ahead of us in, in terms of the tactics that they have.
1: We're talking to Captain Deb Munson. She is the commander of special operations for the Vermont State Police. If you have a question for Captain Munson, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. And as you said, Captain Munson, um, your work at Special Ops encompasses so much. Could you give us an example of one of the, maybe details you can't plug in, but can you give us an example of one of the more difficult uh, situations you've had to deal with?
2: Well, since I've I've only been in this uh, position now a, a few months, um, but there's been there's been quite a bit. That the situation you just spoke of in, in Middlebury was quite all encompassing, um, and then the, the most recent case, um, which is still being investigated, everyone is still mourning, um, is is the death of Officer Jessica mm. um, the That case uh, is very complex, um, a very difficult. Uh, for everybody uh, involved, uh, very difficult for the community. Um, We're still navigating that case, and it's very, very complex. And and that case in and of itself, um, that took many of our special teams. It took a lot of our assets, especially our members' assistance team, um, to help Rutland City uh, navigate this time uh, when not only are they tasked with, um, you know, uh, Serious crash and investigation, which led to that, um, they're now they're now mourning the death of one of their officers, and we have to help them through that, and uh, we have to help each other through that, and that's what uh, one of our special teams, uh, their specialty is. Uh, we help each other. It's called our members assistance team. It's essentially a peer support team, um, which we are clinically supported with a psychologist um, to to help our members uh, through. It's one of our only. Uh, inward facing teams um, when generally every special team that you see and every asset from uh, state police or law enforcement um, is designed to help the community. These teams are designed um, to kind of help us through situations. And when I say us, I mean, I mean all first responders, law enforcement um, to get through these, these critical traumatic incidents um, and, and see that through.
1: And, of course, as you mentioned, it's such a tragic, awful loss of Officer Ebinghausen um, in Rutland. Um, And uh, I I know that's got to be incredibly tough to deal with. Can you talk about also what uh, the difficulties of the job? This sort of underscores the difficulty of the job that you all do, the heavy loads that you carry as first responders. Um, Can you talk about the toll that that, that that is on on everybody involved.
2: Yes, I, I certainly can. And um, when you get into this job, everyone tells you it's difficult. Everyone, everyone will advise you that you're going to see things you don't want to see. Uh, you're going to handle things you don't want. Or you don't want to. Um, and you know you have to. You have to put on your bootstraps, strap them up for the day, and, and handle them and uh, get through it. Um, and there are different ways that everyone, everyone does that because when you see a police officer show up to a scene um the expectation is that that police officer that trooper uh that sheriff they're going to handle that situation and they will and every one of us will and then when we leave um we have to deal with everything that we just saw and did and heard um, and participated in um and i think folks can only imagine what that is and uh it's It's a weight that carries, and it's not something that happens once in a while. It's not something that that happens you know once a year. Uh, these are the things that people sign on to every day and see um and they carry that weight with them every single day. They carry what they saw the day before, they carry it home. Um, if we don't take care of each other. Uh, we we see those effects in, in traumatic ways uh, for for people, and this can be a very very difficult career to navigate through um, if if you don't take care of yourself uh, mental health wise, um, and then start processing some of the things uh, that you see, hear, and do. I think
0: I. I, I I think that a lot of folks, um, myself included, uh, I I think it's great that you have the members assistance team and it's available to everyone throughout the state. Is do do uh, how many? I wanna, I don't know. Maybe you don't know this, but other state police agencies. It seems like it's very forward thinking to have uh, a support st- a service available. Is, is this commonplace around the country, or is this or is this relatively new new uh, thinking?
2: Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, so a lot of a lot of police departments don't have the resources for it. So uh, many teams are aware that it's something that's needed, um, and there are there's different agencies that they can contract with to to have these services. Um, most I shouldn't say most, but a lot of a lot of police departments, like I said, don't have the resources or the manpower to to have a peer support team on their own. Um, a lot of folks recognize the need, however. Um, so I would say if the within New England, most of the state police agencies, all of the state police agencies do have a peer support team um, and act much like ourselves, uh, whether they will support other agencies to, to help them throughout their states. Um, but a lot of places, uh, the smaller P.D.s just don't have the resources for it, but do recognize the need for it.
1: Captain Munson, um, we know the, the work that the special special operations team does is so important and so uh, difficult at the same time um, what what is the what kind of training goes into to to be required to be able to become a member of the special ops committee or not the committee but the special ops team
2: uh, that that answer is is anything and everything um, so <laughs> because because a lot of our units are so specialized. Uh, you may not need training in crisis negotiation, but you would need training for uh, tactical um, operations. Um, so it really depends on kind of what your forte is and where you see your career heading. Some of our teams have, uh, our folks have multiple specialties within, within the special operations unit, and so they are part of several different teams um, because they are just so diverse with what they're, their training their history is Um, and other folks are relatively specific to where maybe their training is limited to uh, drone flights or maybe their their specialty is is simply uh, being on on the uh, underwater recovery team as a as a diver Um, some is more technology related some is more um physically related for like the tactical unit. So really it, it all depends on where you see your career path going, what kind of trainings that you do want or interested in. And that's the biggest thing is what, where your interests are um, and where your passion lies. And then you kind of forge yourself through that, uh, that role and seek out trainings or uh, the department can offer you trainings or send you to trainings so you can get on that path uh, to join those teams.
1: Um uh, Captain Munson, we know there are recruitment issues with the National Guard and law enforcement in in uh, in Burlington and other places um and in the state police as well uh, Does that recruitment issue cause any problems with you with the special ops team
2: um i don't I don't think the recruitment issue with us um, directly is an issue and and I would say that's because the during in the special ops unit everything is so specialized and um this is where people's passions lie. So people seek out the, the positions that we have um, in, in the general overall unit. Um, it's, it's aside usually from your everyday work. So if, say, you are on um, the crash reconstruction team or if you are on the, the URT team um, or the, the members assistance team, you're in any of those, it's in addition to your normal everyday work. So it's a specialty. So it's something that you get to do. It's an opportunity. Um, and so for recruitment into those teams from within, there typically really isn't uh, too much of an issue getting getting people on those teams. It's just getting the people in general to join the state police uh, to then draw from to put on those teams. Uh, I hope that makes a little bit yep. of sense.
1: Absolutely. And as the commander of the special ops, but also the commander of the members assistance team, and I know you talked about obviously the relating it to the tragic um, death uh, of the officer in Rutland. Um, is it a daily? Is it something daily that you have to do in regards to members assistance? Obviously, there was there was that horrible tragedy there, but. Uh, how how often do you have? Does the assistance team have to reach out and help an officer or or a member of the team?
2: Uh, that is absolutely a daily basis. Um, we have folks on our team spread throughout the entire state, um, and their their supplemental job is to is to assist their peers. Um, so even without my involvement, that is something that uh, these folks do on a daily basis. Um, sometimes people don't even realize that they're they're being checked in on by, by a peer. Uh, that's how, how good the folks on this team are, is that they, uh, they check in on people and people don't realize it or they're getting some sort of uh, assistance from us and they, they don't realize it uh, un- until they've already gotten it. Uh, so that team, uh, it's so tangible to be able to track uh, just how many folks in the state police or other agencies that this team actually does reach um, because some of the things are just so hard to, to track, and, and nor does anyone really want to stick a tally on it, um, because they're passionate, it's what they do. Um, and so just having some conversations with, with people on how they're doing um, is really just hard to, it's hard to track. So I would say it's absolutely something that is being done on a daily basis and something that is in the forefront of nearly every conversation of every trooper on the members' assistance team throughout their day.
1: And, uh, as much as, as the job is difficult and you face such daunting tasks and it's, we should all appreciate it so much, but do you get up every morning and, and at least I hope you do and realize and think to yourself, um, the great work that you're doing and how important it is?
2: Uh, I will be the first to say that if I did not love my job, I certainly wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love my job. I love that, uh, I got into this career, um, I didn't join this career until I was 26 years old, and um, it, I'm glad it took me a little bit to figure it out. But I'm so glad I did figure out that this is where I belonged. This is this is the, this is the job for me. This is a, a part of of who I am, and I think it's a part of who everyone who decides to be in law enforcement. It, I think it takes a special person, um, it takes a passion, um, and it, it it takes a lot of you, your family, and support uh, to be a police officer and you you have to love it to do it and once you're here and once you're doing this job and you see all the great things that you you get to be a part of and I say that because you do get to be a part of these things obviously some of these things are not they're not pretty um, and most people don't want to be a part of these but it's an opportunity that you get to be a part of um, and help in any which way that you can. And to when things are over and you get to step back and see that you got to play a pivotal role in helping somebody, it's the greatest thing. And then that those things keep you going in, in a very difficult career path. Um, but it is by far the most rewarding thing um, that I could have gotten myself into.
1: Well. On behalf of uh, our show and our station and everybody involved with us, we thank you so much for the work that you're doing and every member of the state police and the special teams is doing. Um, We can't thank you enough.
2: You got it, sir. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Captain Deb Munson, she is the commander of the special operations team and the member's assistance team. Thanks for being on the morning drive today.
2: You got it, sir. Take
0: care. All right. Thank you so much.